Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by Lake Area Media, LLC. And now your hosts, David Boston and Patrick Fry. And welcome to the AMP Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 142. My name is David Boston. He is Patrick Fry. <sighs> Feels good to be back in the saddle, Patrick. Yes, it does, Mikey O or David Boston, as I should say. Once again, I, 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 I'm still not used to this this new name uh, you've you given yourself, but your name is indeed David Boston. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be back in the saddle. Good to be back uh, talking some pro wrestling. A lot of things to talk about. We got plenty of things uh, to dive into today, so uh, we won't waste too much more time. But uh, we do got a, a little sponsor we do got to talk about here. Yeah, man, it's our amazon affiliate program everybody shops amazon so it is extremely easy to help your boys out and it costs you nothing so you're doing some early christmas shopping maybe you're finding some halloween uh decorations or thanksgiving decorations it is exactly what you need oh my god patrick here we go here we go pulling the mikey out tinyurl.com forward slash amazon amp it is really easy it's easy to remember and it helps your boy out and patrick tell them how they can lock that in to their browser. All you got to do is go to tinyurl.com slash Amazon Amp, and what you'll do is once you put in that particular uh, URL address, all you got to do is bookmark it. Just bookmark it to your bookmarks tab. I got 100,000 bookmarks, uh, including the tinyurl.com slash Amazon Amp. And once you bookmark it, all you got to do is hit that bookmark. It takes you directly to You can even name it just Amazon, so that way you know what it is. You name it Amazon. All you got to do is click on it, and now you don't have to type in the, the tinyurl.com slash Amazon Imp anymore. All you got to do is click that bookmark. takes you straight to Amazon, and you can shop like normal as if you uh, never did all that. So uh, it doesn't cost you any extra. Uh, it just helps you boys out a little bit, sends a little commission our way, and uh, we use that to help improve the podcast in any way we can. Marcus in the live chat. Shout out to Marcus. Uh, I I don't see him pop up on the our live chat yet here, but uh, yeah, I'm on YouTube. He said, "Hey." Well, shout out to Marcus in the live chat. Hopefully, it pops up here on the actual live uh, stream video. But uh, shout out to Marcus, our lo- our number one loyal listener. Uh, when we go live, uh, mostly on Thursdays, but as of late, we've been having to do a little switcheroo uh, on when sometimes on Wednesdays, sometimes on Tuesdays, and. Uh, hopefully after football season's over, um, we'll be back to Thursdays uh, for, for for the time no, being. That's not, that's not going to stop anytime soon, Patrick. Basketball season's all wonky, too. Yeah, you're right about that. I just thought I did think about that as I was saying it. So definitely uh, basketball season will uh, – I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot of Thursday games we'll have to uh, take care of at our real jobs. But uh, – Certainly, we're going to do everything in our power to to bring you the podcast at least once a week. It may be Tuesdays. It may be Wednesdays. It could be Mondays. Uh, and it, it might be Thursdays. You'll just have to stay tuned to our social media pages uh, to uh, keep track of that. Marcus, how does my mic sound? This is the first time I ever did this setup. I'll, I'll look for it in the chat. What we got on this uh, episode 114, Patrick? All right. Well, for today's episode number 114 of the Amp Wrestling Podcast for... Thursday, October the 7th, 2021. We're going to talk about the WWE draft that has now come and gone. We'll recap that. Also coming up, the WWE King of the Ring and Queen's Crown Tournaments. Excited about that. Now they have a a women's version of it 
as well. So that's going to be some exciting stuff. Last night on Dynamite, Hangman returned to AEW. That was a, a really good time watching that last night. We'll talk about that. Also, last night, a big announcement was made. There's a new AEW title in the women's division. We'll talk about that. Also, a little bit of controversy from uh, Bully Ray and Mark Henry. Apparently, they made some comments uh, about bullying, and well, apparently, it, it was some controversial comments. We'll talk about that, and also, um, there's going to be a relaunch of uh, Women of Wrestling, and it's going to feature a couple of prominent names in uh, the wrestling world. We'll talk about that as well. We also have uh, some rumor mill stuff uh, about the AEW EVPs, about the Street Profits, Braun Strowman, uh, WWE and Profanity, and also some uh, some plans for Austin Theory. So all of that stuff is all coming up here on episode number 114 of the Amp Wrestling Podcast for Thursday, October the 7th, 2021. Find us on your favorite platform, whether it's social media, video, we're all there. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, to search at. Uh, he said mine sounds off. At Amp Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it sounds fine to me, So, uh, but uh, you know, we, we roll with the punches, so we're going to keep it uh, keep it on track. You sound good to me, so however it's coming across uh, on, on the other end. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see uh, in post-production, I suppose. But uh, yeah. but everything seems like it's going okay on my end. So the first thing we're going to talk about here is uh, we're going to recap the WWE draft that happened last Friday and also on Monday Night Raw as well. Obviously, it's uh, the yearly thing that WWE likes to do. They like to shake things up, as Vince uh, once said, when uh, the WWE draft uh, first came around. And uh, boy, I tell you what, you know, there's been a lot of conversation as to who won the draft. Was it SmackDown or was it Monday Night Raw? Uh, my initial reaction to it is that I, I think Monday Night Raw got the better end of the deal. Uh, they did get a couple of, you know, they, they got some big names from SmackDown that are now coming to Raw. Big E, the WWE champion. You also have the man, Becky Lynch, who is the current SmackDown Women's Champion, although she's going to be defending that uh, in a triple threat match at Crown Jewel here in a, in a couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. Two weeks from today is Crown Jewel over in Saudi Arabia. But uh, Becky Lynch is now going over to Raw, and uh, one of the women she's going to be defending against, Bianca Belair, is also going to Raw. So that right there, at least in my opinion, kind of tells you, hey, she's going to drop this to Sasha Banks. Uh, in that triple threat match because it is Becky, Bianca, and Sasha in a triple threat match for the SmackDown Women's title in just a couple of weeks. Um, a couple of other uh, names I saw, uh, it looks like the Street Profits are now going over to Monday Night Raw. I think that's a big get for Monday Night Raw. Obviously, you know, Fox has kind of had the, uh, I guess the bigger names, I don't want to say the bigger names, but certainly being on Fox, I, I want to say WWE definitely favored SmackDown a little bit in terms of getting the, the, the more popular superstars onto Friday Night SmackDown, but now it appears that some of these people are making their way back over to Monday Night Raw. Finn Balor is another one. Uh, Edge, the rated R superstar, coming from SmackDown over to Monday Night Raw as well. I'm looking at the list right now. Uh, Ray Mysterio and uh, Dominic Mysterio, they're coming over to Monday Night Raw. So some big names, uh, in my opinion, that are coming over from SmackDown to Monday Night Raw that are 
in my opinion, going to make Raw just a little bit better because Raw certainly needs that that shot in the arm right now. But if you look at SmackDown, uh, SmackDown got you know, they kept uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, they got Charlotte Flair, who is the Raw Women's Champion, and I'll be curious to see how they get rid of get that off of Charlotte Flair because obviously, I mean, the Raw Women's Champion on. SmackDown, that, that makes no sense. Uh, Sasha Banks will stay on SmackDown as well. Trying to look for some names here that are going from Raw to SmackDown. Uh, looking through the list uh, right now as we speak. It uh, looks like Drew McIntyre, he was on Raw. I believe he, he looks like he's going to Smack, he is going to SmackDown now. Or he, he will be on SmackDown. Uh, another guy, Humberto Carrillo, is going over to SmackDown, although they haven't used him much on Raw, it seems, as of late, but he's going to be heading over there. Also, uh, the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, they're now jumping from Raw to SmackDown. It seems like they can't keep the, all three members of the New Day together, but some people are okay with that since uh, Big E is now the WWE champion and they're trying to focus on him being a, a singles competitor. Uh, Sheamus is going over to SmackDown. I believe he's been hanging out on Raw he may not have uh, been. Ricochet's going over to SmackDown. Jeff Hardy's going over to SmackDown. So some names there going over to SmackDown. But in my opinion, David, it's I think Raw won the draft. It seems like just uh, they got, in terms of the superstars that, that swapped brands, it seems like Raw got the better end of the deal, in my opinion. It sounds like... Like the old saying goes, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I would imagine they've been hearing a lot from USA executives lately about how much Raw sucks and how they need to do something about it, and they finally did. Yeah, it would appear that way. So I'm curious to see. Now, this doesn't go into effect until uh, after Crown Jewel, uh, but I mean, they're WWE. They, you know, they're going to have people going back and forth. On, on these brands probably for the next couple of weeks. Um, but they don't take effect until October 22nd. So that Friday night SmackDown, the day after Crown Jewel, is when these rosters will officially go into effect. And, and like I said a while ago, you know, Monday Night Raw definitely needs that, uh, that, that a little bit of that firepower because they've been struggling in the ratings. Obviously, SmackDown is not doing much better than Monday Night Raw, but they're obviously doing better, and they're getting more eyes on the product because they're on Fox. I mean, I could you know pop up a free antenna on my TV and catch Fox every every day and watch SmackDown every Friday night without even paying for cable. So obviously, more eyes are going to be on the product of, of SmackDown. But uh, you know, someone made a comment about SmackDown and how. You know, the the depth at, you know, obviously Roman has been the universal champion now for, for a year and, and running. And um, you know, another name that actually Roman's going to be defending the universal title against is Brock Lesnar. And now Brock Lesnar came out and said he's a free agent. So he can hop on SmackDown or Raw or whatever brand he wants. Heck, he might even show up to NXT, although I don't think that's going to happen. But. Um, he can, he, bro. Can you imagine a Brock Lesnar and Braun Breaker match? Uh, I, I would certainly be very interested in in seeing that. Oh my God. But uh, I, I don't think they're ready to pull the the trigger on that just yet. Although Braun Breaker, it seems like uh, they may be getting ready to, to to pull the trigger on him and put the NXT title on him. Possibly, it seems like him and Tommaso Ciampa are gonna uh, uh, battle it out for the NXT championship. I think uh, maybe at Halloween Havoc coming up, which is gonna be NXT's little. Uh, uh, I say little, their big show that they're going to be doing coming up here 
sometime later this month. But going back to SmackDown, I mean, I'm looking at you know the list of people. You got Cesaro in there. He's going to stay on SmackDown. Uh, Drew McIntyre is there. I think Drew's going to be a guy that that'll definitely challenge Roman coming up here. But beyond Drew. You know, I'm looking at Kofi Kingston, obviously a former champion. Jinder Mahal, a former champion, but let's not go there. Uh, Jeff Hardy's a former champion, but these are not guys that, uh, you know, just... And Sheamus is maybe another one, but, I mean, let's be honest, that that's not a very deep list of big names, at least not right now. I mean, Jeff Hardy is obviously a big name. Uh, Jinder Mahal, not so much. Kofi Kingston's a big name, but, you know, Kofi Kingston versus... Uh, Roman Reigns, and eh, does it really? It just doesn't seem legitimate to me. So, um, I don't know. Uh, but I, at the end of the day, I, I just think Raw got the better end of the the deal here because I think last go around SmackDown got the better end of the deal. So now they're going to try and return that favor to, to to Raw, and uh, you know, hopefully get some some more eyes on on Monday Night Raw by putting maybe a a little more firepower on, on the Raw brand. I wonder what the record is for the longest reign as champion. Because it seems like Roman's safe for at least another year having this belt. Yeah, and uh, I tell you what, it, the, it's uh, I, I don't think I caught what you what you fully said there. I think I thought I caught what you said, but I don't think I did. I was fixing something. Well, I wasn't fixing yeah, I was anything. Saying, I was catching I, I, something over here. I, I was wondering... I wonder how long is the longest championship reign in WWE history? Because the way it looks, Roman may have this for a whole another 365 days. Well, I mean, if you want to go back a long, long time, uh, obviously Bruno San Martino is, uh, I think he had it for like 2,000 days or something like that. I mean, I don't think Roman's going to hold the belt wow. for that long. But if you want to talk about the modern era, and I'm using air quotes because that's a term they use in the modern era, I think Brock, has the longest reign with the he had the universal title for like I think five was it five hundred days or something like that maybe so so Brock if you talking about the modern era if you want to eliminate you know Bruno San Martino um, I think Brock said like just over five hundred days it might be like five oh three maybe I could be wrong but I think the number is somewhere around there so Roman right now I believe is probably at around like 400 maybe or close to 400. I don't I don't have the exact number in front of me, but um I I don't know, maybe Roman maybe they do try to have Roman, you know, beat Brock's uh record, but uh, to to beat Brock's record, he's actually going to have to beat Brock here in a couple of weeks. So uh I don't know, it, it, if he can beat Brock here in a couple of weeks and retain that title, um it's a it's a very legitimate chance that Roman's gonna gonna break Brock's title in terms of longest uh, uh, world title reign here in WWE. Speaking of long title reigns, I was watching MLW last night, and Jacob Fatu has held the MLW Heavyweight Championship belt for two years, a little bit longer than two years. And tonight in Philadelphia at the old ECW Bingo Hall. Uh, the 2300 arena he's facing alexander hammerstone which mlw fans have wanted that for two years yeah. but it 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 sounds to me like jacob five two's contract is up and they may throw that strap on hammerstone i wonder if jacob five two is going to get recruited by wwe and bring him into the bloodline that would be dope yeah that would be a very interesting uh an interesting twist uh, to to that as well. Although I don't know, I mean WWE obviously trying to bring in 
uh, some new guys, and uh, obviously with the rebranding re- of NXT. Um, I don't know. It, it would definitely be an interesting twist to add another guy to the bloodline, although although I think the bloodline right now, and WWE's never, as of late, they haven't really been a, a type of company to really have more than three people in a faction. You know, they, they don't want to add too much, I guess, there, but... Because it, it seems like a lot of the factions have all come in threes, one way or the other. So, um, and you got three right now with the bloodline. So it would be interesting. Although I think a guy like Jacob Fatu, who's not very well known amongst the mainstream WWE fans, I feel like he would go through NXT first, certainly. Oh, that'd be a travesty. That dude's ready. He is so good. All right, let's. Uh, you got anything else on the draft? No. Uh- I was fixing. I was trying to fix the mic, and I lost audio. Did the Usos stay in SmackDown? Yeah, the Usos are still on SmackDown. I didn't even mention oh, okay. them. I was trying to kind of focus on the ones that uh, went over, for, like that that cross brand, uh, crossed brands, I should say. But uh, no, the Jimmy and Jay Uso are both still on SmackDown. So the Bloodline is still intact on on the blue brand. All right, let's talk about now. Uh, well, we got the the King of the Ring tournament and the Queen's Crown tournament. Obviously, WWE in, in recent years, you know, we had the first women's Hell in a Cell match. We had the first women's uh, Royal Rumble. We had the first women's all, uh, well, first all women's pay per view. And uh, now we're going to have the first uh, women's version of the King of the Ring tournament. I wish they'd call it the Queen of the Ring, but they're calling it the Queen's Crown tournament and uh they're going to be beginning i believe this friday they haven't i don't think they've released an entire bracket yet but they did announce two matches for smackdown this coming friday uh so the first first round match for the queen's crown tournament is going to be Liv morgan versus carmella a lot of fans online Mm. have definitely been Mm, clamoring mm, mm. yeah exactly um a lot of fans online have really been clamoring for, for Liv Morgan uh, to really to win this this tournament because you know I think she's a some someone the fans are really getting behind. She hasn't had that push yet. Uh, Carmella obviously has already won the the SmackDown Women's Title a couple of times, so it's a good spot for Liv Morgan to to possibly win the uh, the you know not just win the match here on Friday, but win this tournament and really propel her into the next level. Now. I don't know who the other women are in this tournament. So I don't want to go out on a limb and say, yeah, this is definitely going to be Liv Morgan's tournament that she should win because there may be another woman in there that I see that uh, I may think should win it more. But right now uh, I'm also on that Liv Morgan train until uh, someone gives me another reason why someone else should win it. Hey, uh, Marcus Talbert said that Brock was at 503 in his title reign, and Roman is currently at 402 plus. All right, so we got about 100 days left for Roman, which, uh, by my calculations, is about three and a half, three three and a half months, something like that. So uh, basically, he'd he'd have to hold it till about the Royal Rumble to to break it around that time. I would say just just a random guess, but um, you you obviously have your Brock match coming up. Uh, at Survivor Series, he's probably not going to defend it because they always do champion versus champion uh, on on Survivor Series, so he's not going to defend it there. And then after that, I just don't see him dropping it to anyone else. Maybe, I mean, Drew is the only legitimate person I could see him dropping it to based on the new 
rosters after the draft. But, you know, it, it would appear if he gets through Brock, uh, he could very well b- break that record. Well, maybe since they're sending all their superstars over to Raw, they're going to throw Fox a bone and drop the the belt on a SmackDown. Oh, you, you never know. Hey, at this point, WWE, you just never know because uh, I feel like they are, uh, you know, they're trying to trying to shake things up, trying to make a a splash and, you know, and, and get into the headlines with, with all this AEW talk as of late. So you, you just never know. But uh, the, this uh, the, the, these tournaments here, I'm very curious to see how they do these tournaments. And uh, I remember when they did that best in the world tournament, that was just a joke. But um, hopefully they, they legitimize uh, these two tournaments coming up with the Queen's Crown and the King of the Ring tournaments. And uh, speaking of the, the King of the Ring tournaments, the first match on Friday for, for the men is going to be Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. So uh, I feel like Rey should win that match, but I could see Sami going over if they don't have, you know, if they don't plan on having Rey win the whole tournament. So, um, but th- that's the only two matches they've announced so far for these two tournaments. So I don't know why they haven't put out like a whole bracket yet. Maybe we'll see one on Friday, but uh, I kind of wish they'd put out a bracket first so we can kind of preview the whole thing. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly see how, how these two tournaments develop uh, here in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, Cause I think they're going to have the championship of these tournaments at crown jewel. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I may be wrong, but I think that's when they're going to have the the championship. Well, I say championship, the the finals of these two tournaments at Crown Jewel in a couple of weeks. Well, maybe they're waiting on throwing that bracket out because they're going to surprise us with a Braun Strowman return. More on that at Rumor Mill at the Ooh, end of the show. All right, a little tease there coming up uh, later on in the show. But yeah, looking forward to the uh, for these two tournaments and see how uh, they turn out for for WWE. All right, let's switch gears now. Let's move on over to AEW. Yeah, apparently uh, Marcus's uh, chats are not showing up in the the live chat, so I'm working on trying to see if I can get that situated here. But um, so last night AEW the the anniversary show, two year anniversary since um, Dynamite made its debut on TNT back on October second, two thousand nineteen. Big show last night. The main event was uh, the casino ladder match where the winner will receive a world title shot against Kenny Omega. And uh, they had, I think, six or seven guys, maybe. I don't know if it was six or seven guys in the ladder match. But the last guy was the Joker. And uh, it turns out it was the returning uh, hangman, Adam Page. He came out to a, a great pop last night. He ultimately went on to win the match. And now he's going to, now he's in line to get a title shot against Kenny Omega. There were rumors that obviously that was going to be the title match at uh, All Out, but uh, it ended up being Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. And, you know, there was stories that came out how, you know, Adam Page had requested time off. Tony Khan gave him the time off. And I learned it last night during his, uh, they had, he, they did an interview with Hangman Page because uh, I, I kind of like how they're doing this. So the last couple of weeks, uh, was the first two weeks of uh, Roads to the Top, which is Cody and Brandy Rhodes' new like little reality show that they're doing on TNT. And uh, during the first commercial break of the show, they go back live, or I don't know if it's live or re- recorded, but Tony Schiavone, uh, like last week after Sammy Guevara won the, AE, uh, the TNT championship, 
they had the uh, a little interview with him, a little celebration with him, kind of during the break of uh, Roads to the Top and and whatnot. And then this week they interviewed Hangman Adam Page after he won the Casino Ladder Match, and he uh, actually said, uh, "I don't even know that this was uh, made public or not, but apparently he, uh, him and his his wife, I, I guess he's married, uh, they had a baby." So. Uh, that's why he uh, he took some time off. So Hangman Adam Page is now a father. So uh, congrats to the Hangman. But uh, he's now back, and he has an AEW World Title shot against his former tag team partner Kenny Omega. And you know, I know Cruz and Brink. This is exactly how they were hoping things were going to turn out, at least so far, uh, because uh, they. I think a lot of people firmly believe that Hangman Adam Page ultimately is going to be the guy that takes the belt off of Kenny Omega. You know, I, I need to say this before I forget it, and it's from a comment that you made earlier about Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. I got this bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. He's going to get Britt, break, uh, Britt Baker pregnant, <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to lose the greatness that is Britt Baker for nine months. Well, I, I mean, that, that is, uh, that is mean, always a possibility, what, certainly. What do you think he was doing on said time off? Who uh, Adam? Were we talking about Adam Page or Adam Cole here? Oh, I thought you said Adam Cole needed some time off. No, I was talking about Adam Page because he came back last night. Oh. So he he had requested time off. Um, that that's why he was gone for the last couple of months because he had requested time off because he just had a baby. So, well, I, my my statement still stands true because yeah. now he's traveling with Brit. Dad, gummit. Yeah, hopefully uh, Adam Cole baby is a little smarter than uh, old Seth Rollins uh, was, and uh, maybe you know they, they 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 take all the precautionary steps to uh, prevent Dr. Britt Baker uh, from from getting pregnant because she's having one heck of a run uh, right now as the AEW Women's World Champion. But Hangman's back. Uh, everyone was excited to see him. I think everyone's going to be ecstatic to see him and Kenny Omega go one on one. And boy, I tell you what, if uh, Hangman takes that belt off of Kenny, boy, it's it's going to be uh, one heck of a night. And I would think that that match could happen at full gear, which we're about a little over a month away from. So I, I feel like that could be our main event for uh, AEW full gear coming up next month. Any thoughts on that, David? Yeah, it's going to be a great match. I mean, I don't see Hangman taking it off of Kenny right now. I mean, they got to ride this whole Kenny and the Elite thing because it's still freaking amazing. Yeah, they really are doing a good job. Um, just uh, you know, now that now with the addition of Adam Cole, Bay Bay, you know, the, obviously the, the, that's made it even more intriguing. Uh, a bit of a surprise, uh, you know, because obviously he was wrestling for WWE a month and a half ago. Um, so, and then, you know, two or three weeks later, he shows up in AEW. So that right there just kind of, uh, made the, the elite storyline just a little bit more intriguing. But, um, the fact that Hangman Adam Page is back, I mean, I think folks are going to, I think folks really already are intrigued about the possibility of Hangman taking the belt off of Kenny Omega because that story has already written itself with the history those two have had uh, are already just in AEW when they were tag team and, and they split up and it just everything that's going on w- with them. So I'm, I'm very curious to see um, how they build this match and uh, certainly what the turnout is going to be for that match. 
Yeah, one day I would love to see the strap around him. I've always said that. I mean, he's the face of a company. Stop this drunk gimmick. Start building him up as a credible human being because he's a good-looking dude. He's great in the ring. He's extremely agile for his size. I mean, this is a guy that looks like a champion. Yeah, he really has the, the full package. And, you know, the whole drunk gimmick thing, I, don't, I think the fans like that. Um, and I, I think they can still do a thing because obviously, you know, if you remember, there, there was a wrestler by the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin who uh, one of his big <laughs> things was drinking beer. Uh, so I think uh, they, they can certainly get away with maybe not him, you know, acting drunk or all, you know, whatever the case may be. Because here's the thing about Hangman. He, he probably drinks a lot more hard liquor, at least on camera, than old Stone Cold did. Stone Cold was always just a beer guy. But even last night after the, the ladder match was over, Hangman was downing a beer on top of the ladder. So I think the fans enjoy it and whatnot. As long as he's not really drunk, hey, it, it's all it's all in it's all all in good fun, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, I'm all for it. But uh, Hangman's back. I'm excited about it. I know a lot of fans are excited about it as well, and a lot of fans are looking forward to this Kenny Omega uh, Hangman feud and ultimately the the match between the two, which I expect uh, will probably happen at, at full gear next month. See, I think to protect Kenny's reign as champion and for another. Reign as champion. I think somebody like CM Punk or Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Brian Danielson has to take it off of him. Because then you look at that and you go, oh, well, yeah, it's CM Punk or Brian Danielson. Yeah, I mean, I thought maybe Brian Danielson would be that guy ultimately. And, um, you know, it's interesting now that Brian Danielson's come in, kind of had his match with Omega, took it to a draw. And uh, now it seems like maybe they're going to take Kenny away from, from Brian Danielson and uh, maybe Brian Danielson does some other things. I don't know. Uh, we'd love to see him. Maybe Adam Cole Bay go at it, but it seems like Adam Cole oh, Bay yeah. and Jungle Boy is going to have a, a few of themselves. That's the thing. There's so many different moving parts here right now. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how they book this moving forward. But uh, obviously the, the one thing we do know is Hangman has a shot at the AEW World Championship. Uh, currently, the AEW World Champion is Kenny Omega, and uh, anybody who's been following AEW for the past two-plus years uh, knows the history between those two guys, so it's going to be very interesting. Oh, speaking of AEW, did you see who made his T, um, not TNA, Impact debut the other day? I did not. Chris Daniels is back. Everybody thought he retired. But he showed up the other day when, like, Christian was getting beat down. Yeah, the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, who uh, made his name in TNA back in the mid-2000s, um, is back. Uh, that was a pretty cool thing. I did see that now that you mention it. But, yeah, sir, definitely a, a really cool thing there to see Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel, kind of go back to his old stomping grounds and uh, put in some work there. So uh, good good stuff for, with the impact in uh, Christopher Daniels. I wonder if like that's his last go round. They're going to put the strap on him for a run. Uh I don't know about the strap. Uh, last go round could definitely be, but whether or not he gets the strap on him, uh, I don't know. But uh, uh, definitely something to watch for if you like Impact. All right, let's move on over now to um, the new AEW Women's Title. It's the uh, it was the, there was a big announcement that Tony Khan was teasing last night and it turns out the new uh the big announcement was a new championship in uh AEW and of course 
Dynamite's going to be going over to TBS uh, in early 2022. Rampage will stay on TNT. So they decided that they obviously they have the TNT championship. So now they decided to add the TBS championship, which will be the uh, the women's it will be a title in the women's division. And they uh, unveiled the the title last night. I think they're going to have a tournament to determine the the champion. I don't know exactly when that's going to start, but uh, it's basically an exact replica of the TNT belt, except there's a TBS logo and uh, the little band where it says champion is a, is like a baby blue kind of color. So it's not a, it's not red like the TNT one, but it's, it's almost the same thing. And my first thought when they unveiled it is that it's, it's like a, it's a much bigger belt than the, the AEW women's world championship. So I was kind of like, well, I don't know how I feel about that, but but the AEW Women's World Championship has a very unique look to it. So maybe they can get away with it there. But I like the belt. I was just kind of like, eh, it's bigger than the... It, it looks like if you put those two belts side by side, in my opinion, it almost, you know, the fact that it's a bigger belt almost makes you think on the surface it might be a bigger deal than the AEW Women's World Championship. But obviously that's not the case. Marcus said in the YouTube chat, yes, the hose. I mean, the TBS title. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very – you know, that's good that um, they have that second championship for the women's division because obviously they're starting to get a lot of women coming in now. Uh, you, you know, you got obviously Ruby Soho um, just Dog. came in. If, 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 if they put this belt on Ruby Soho, <laughs> somebody please shoot me in my face. This needs to go to Thunder Rosa, hands down. Well, I was I was about to say, you know, they've been signing new women like Thunder Rosa, also Serena Deeb. They they recently signed as well. Then you got Jade Cargill, gotcha. which you know they're so trying to good. figure out what to do with Jade Jade Cargill. So uh, Ty Conti is there as well, and a Jay. Um, you got some names there mm-hmm. that or could could easily get lost in the shuffle of the women's division but now you got this second belt so now you can get more women involved and obviously you got a, a you know a third hour of, of cable television on Friday nights so i i'm i'm very excited about uh, having this new championship um in, in AEW especially in the women's division because uh it's it's nice to see them get a, a second second championship belt yeah i thought they would have made it look a little bit more feminine i mean it was light blue I thought they would have made like that little banner down at the bottom, maybe, I don't know, purple or pink or something. It looks like a guy's belt. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's a much, you know, it's it's an exact replica of the the TNT championship, which is defended in the men's division. Um, And it looks much bigger than the AEW Women's World Championship. So it was kind of like, well, you know, it it does look like a men's belt. But of course, in WWE, I mean, the women's belts look exactly like the men's belts now, too. So. Um, that, that's nothing new, I guess, in professional wrestling. But um, if, if Layla, if Layla Hirsch ever wins it, <laughs> we'd just see the belt walking down the aisle. We wouldn't see her. Yeah, I know she's a uh, belt's gonna definitely be uh, be a little big on her. But uh, and she's another one. You know, I'm glad you brought her up. She's another one too. She's kind of an up and coming star in AEW, and she could definitely be in the mix for this uh, this TBS championship. So I'm very curious to see. Um, the the tournament for this, uh, the bracket they they put out, and uh, how and who they give it to, obviously is uh, right now. I think the early favorite would be Jade Cargill, because um, I mean it's Jade Cargill. That's uh, the next uh, behind Britt Baker, in my opinion. That's the biggest up and coming star that they have 
in uh, in the women's division that, that they're really trying to protect. And uh, obviously, you know, you have a good thing going with Dr. Britt Baker uh, as the AEW Women's World Champion. So you don't necessarily want to have her give up that title to Jade Cargill yet. But at the same time, you got to keep continue to build Jade Cargill and make her look strong. And uh, what better way to make her look strong than to give her this uh, TBS championship after this uh, this tournament? So I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, how they – uh, how they book this tournament, who ends up winning. But I, I, if I was a gambling man, which I am, um, uh, I would say uh, if I had to put money on it right now, uh, I'd put it on Jade Cargill to win the TBS championship. But I, I gotta, I want to see the bracket. I want to see who's in the tournament. And uh, then I, I can definitely, I'll be able to see things a little, little bit clearer. Well, if you if you put money on that, I can tell you right now, you would lose it, dude. Because for some reason... They're so high on suck ass Ruby Soho, she's going to get the belt. Uh, I'm Hands not, down. I mean, I mean, right when she came in, I mean they they threw her into the to, to the title mix, beating Thunder Rosa at the very last second. I was like, you got to be kidding me, bro. I know, and I know they're high on Ruby Soho, and the fans like Ruby Soho, um, and I, I could see her making a run. In this uh, this tournament, I'm assuming she's going to be in it, but um, I, I just don't see a scenario where if she goes up against a Jade Cargill that they're going to put Ruby Soho over Jade Cargill. I just don't see it. They'll make her throw three slow ass punches and then it's over. <laughs> if you say so, but uh, like I said, I'm still uh, right now. Uh, my bet is on. Jade Cargill to, to win the TB to become the first TBS Women's Champion in AEW. So uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it for now. But uh, I, I reserve the right to change my pick. <laughs> All right, let's move on over now to uh, Bully Ray and Mark Henry. Apparently, they made some comments on. Uh, uh, well, this is what I read on on Reddit. So. On this week's master class, both Mark Henry uh, and Bully Ray go on a lengthy rant in which they defend the actions of people like JBL and Bully himself taking advantage of other wrestlers in the ring slash beating them up for real for perceived lack of respect or other such bullshit. Uh, it really has to almost be heard to be believed. At one point, Bully even boasts about slapping one La Resistance as hard as he could across the face backstage after that wrestler complained about how rough he was in the ring with him and that he was green and not used to it. Henry went on to say that any wrestler who goes to an agent or the office about abuse is weak and doesn't deserve to be in the business and goes on to call today's wrestlers soft-ass entertainers and that the business won't ever get back to the glory days or whatever until that kind of behavior comes back. So a lot of fans are not very, uh, I don't know, they, they, they're not real. So basically it seems like they're defending bullying slash shooting on guys, uh, I, I guess, in the ring. And, I mean, I don't know what to think of this. I mean, obviously the way things were done in the old school days of wrestling are much different than they're, the way they're done now. I mean, to me, if – if you got a problem with someone, don't take it out on them in the ring. Um, you know, go backstage and, and and solve it there. You know, and I mean, obviously, it seems like some of the some of that w was done here, where Bully apparently slapped one of the La Resistance guys backstage. But 
You know, uh, whenever you're in that ring, you, you know you gotta you gotta protect each other and uh, and whatnot. But like I said, any personal vendettas you got with somebody, you know, face it man to man backstage. Uh, if you want to go fight in the parking lot, that's fine. But you know, in the ring, you know, you, you gotta you, you gotta be professional. You gotta protect uh, yourself, protect your opponent, uh, and do what's best for, uh, for for the show. But I don't know. This is uh, I, I don't even really know what to think about the, these comments because uh, these are two guys that I really enjoy listening to and really enjoy their their opinions on things uh, in, in the wrestling world. And uh, I, I do enjoy listening to Busted Open from time to time on Sirius XM, but. Um, it, it just uh, I I don't I don't know what I don't know what they're trying to do here w- with these comments. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I, I kind of take exception to that as well because you know everybody should be given a safe work environment. I mean, I get that your work environment is totally different than somebody working in a cubicle, but at the same time, somebody shouldn't have to fear for their safety. You know, if they do something wrong or if they're perceived as weak, you know, obviously everybody who steps in that ring is a tough dude. That's a tough business. Like, I can't believe that some of these guys are still able to walk after they do it for 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nobody deserves to get slapped in the face. Nobody deserves to get bullied or get their, you know, bag pooped on or, you know, all these other ribs that you hear of. Like, and obviously it was kind of different when they were there, but I can see it like in the eighties and the seventies and, and back because you had to maintain kayfabe. You had to maintain that you were a shooter and that, you know, you could take on any comers. You're a wrestler. You're a tough guy. You're, you're bigger than human. But I mean, these days, thanks to Vince McMahon, we know it's all a work. So, I mean, you don't have to play Mr. Tough guy all the time. Like, go backstage, give people a safe work environment, make your money, and then go home. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think they're getting a lot of backlash from uh, from those comments. So, uh, I mean, obviously, neither one of them really – I mean, well, Mark works for AEW, so he got a lot of up-and-coming guys there. So I'll be curious to see if uh, Tony Khan's like, hey, Mark uh, – What's up with this? You know, I I don't want to. That's not the kind of environment that I'm pushing here. Uh, so I wonder if you know they're gonna reprimand Mark Henry or do something. I mean, he he ain't doing much in in AEW. I mean, he was doing some commentary, but I think he might still be doing commentary for Rampage a little bit. But uh, we'll see if they decide to reprimand him or uh, or or what they do with him. Bully Ray, I don't think he's really working for anybody right now, so I don't think he has to necessarily worry about. A job. So, uh, if anything, he's doing his job on his radio show, uh, saying things and getting people talking about it. So, whether it's negative or positive. So, um, yeah, interesting comments there. Uh, I don't really have much else to add to it, but it was definitely a it seemed like a hot topic to to talk about. Yeah, and you know, it, obviously, Bully Ray still trying to stay in the news. 
you know, his career is far past him. And obviously he still wants people to know he's still around. And he's still doing things in the industry. So, I mean, just like a YouTube clickbait title, that's kind of like what it was. He's just throwing that out there yeah. to get the viral news, get the tweets, get the, get the, oh my God, did you hear what Bully Ray said? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if he did do that back in the day, that's inexcusable. I mean, especially, you know, imagine what he did in ECW. You know that culture over there. Oh, yeah. Imagine if if he slapped people in the face in WWE. Imagine what he did to people when he was booking over in ECW. Yeah, obviously. I mean, we all know what the culture was like in ECW. So um, you can about imagine what it was like back in the day just anywhere, really, because that that's just that that was the culture of professional wrestling backstage back in the day. And obviously it's it's come a long way. It's changed a lot over the years. But, uh, you know, guys like that, um, they're, they're not in locker, you know, they're not in the locker room anymore. So, you know, it's uh, luckily they, they're not. Uh, I, 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 sus- I don't suspect that things like that are still happening in in professional wrestling, uh, at, at least not to the extent that it was probably happening back then. I mean, it may still happen from time to time, but uh, certainly not to the degree that it was happening back then. Yeah, and you know, I mean, in this day and age, you know, obviously some of these dudes – are coming out and saying that like the undertaker said that a while back. Um, and I think maybe even Jim Ross may have said something about it too, but at the same time, you're not going to be able to, what's the word that I'm looking at here, recruit some of this bigger talent. If all they hear about is being bullied in the back and all these like crazy ribs being put on them. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to go to AEW. Uh huh. You're right. So, I mean, it's just good for business to have a good working environment. Yeah, I agree 100%. You got to have a good morale in the locker room, which I, I I do believe like places like AEW has. And I think, you know, a, a place that like a, uh, WWE does have from time to maybe not as much as AEW, but certainly, I mean, based on uh, what, you know, the, the, the kind of morale that uh, Bully Ray and, and Mark Henry were talking about, uh, certainly, the morale in the locker room in WWE nowadays has got to be much better than that. Um, so uh, it was just—I uh, think it was—I uh, don't know—just some some bad comments from from those two guys. And like I said, it sucks that they had to go that route because it's two guys I uh, I admire uh, their opinions on on things involving wrestling. So it's uh you know we'll we'll see what. What comes out of it, but uh, definitely some uh, not not some good uh, comments from from those two guys. All right, let's move on now to uh, the Women of Wrestling relaunch. It was announced yesterday. There was actually a press conference to announce the relaunch of the Women of Wrestling promotion, and uh, former WWE star AJ Lee was at the press conference, and uh, she's going to actually be. At- an executive producer for the brand and also a former impact women's wrestling, former impact wrestling women's champion. Also, I think she was the impact champion as well. Tessa Blanchard was also shown in the trailer for the uh, women of wrestling's return. Uh, Women of wrestling, they've signed a deal with Viacom to bring new episodes of the series to the CBS affiliates later this year. Uh, Women of wrestling's Jeannie Buss gave a statement saying wrestling's, 
presentation of women has long been very important to me, and we are now presenting the epitome in sports entertainment that will highlight the athleticism of these superstars as we reintroduce WOW. Our partnerships with the entire Viacom CBS Global Distribution Group family allow us to continue our mission providing wrestling fans and WOW superheroes what they have all deserved, a global platform for a dedicated women's wrestling league. So how about that? And then also just saw a an article here. Let's see if I can find it again. I don't know if I can find it, but apparently they came out you, with go ahead. While you're looking for it, oh my God, if they got Genie Bus money, they're gonna pay these girls really well, I would imagine. I'm sure, yeah. I mean obviously I know AJ Lee didn't do this for cheap, that's for sure. No. And I know and, Tessa Blanchard ain't doing it for cheap either. And the balls to bring back Tessa Blanchard when AEW and WWE won't even touch her with a ten foot pole. Yeah, I wonder how that, I wonder how that's going to work in the back room. Well, see now, now there's already a little bit of backlash that they're getting here because obviously, you know, we just got off the subject of of bullying, uh, and obviously that is some accusations that was made towards Tessa Blanchard along with some racism as well. And uh, apparently, the women of wrestling promotion they uh, announced or they released uh, a Tessa Blanchard T-shirt. Uh, that has the term nuclear uh, written on it. Um, and so a lot of fans, uh, they, they, they tweeted this out, and uh, the tweet ended up being ratioed, which is what they call it, with more quote retweets than likes, with fans bringing up the past accusa- accusations made towards Tessa Blanchard of bullying and racism. So um, they already get a little bit of backlash. Obviously, anybody that was going to touch Tess- Tessa Blanchard might get a little bit of, of backlash, but uh, we'll see how, how that plays out. But certainly it's, it's a big get for women of wrestling to get a woman like Tessa Blanchard, who's arguably uh, one, one of the most uh, I guess polarizing women wrestlers on the planet right now. Yeah, it can be. It's a double-edged sword. It can be great because obviously you're getting retweeted like crazy, and in the wrestling community, you're getting talked about big time. So people are finding out that you're back and you're back on CBS, and they're going to know exactly when to tune in to see what's going on. But at the same time, man, it may bring a lot of wrestlers dropping out from your organization or just low ratings because people don't want to support it. But I'll tell you this, Ryan K. Bowman from Sportskedia uh, wrestling. He just made chief editor over there, I think. Yeah, well, congrats to Ryan Bowman. Yeah, he, he said he's been wanting to do a story on Tessa because he says that because he has really close ties with Ross Foreman and the people over at Impact Wrestling, so he got to be around Tessa a lot. Yeah. And he said every single time that he ever talked to her, she was always professional, always sweet, and he could never, ever see her saying stuff like that or being racist. So he was going to do a piece defending her. Uh, yeah, and, and he said and, he still plans on writing it. Now, I'm not taking sides here, but certainly, you know, someone like Tessa Blanchard, I mean, obviously, it, it, it could be certainly possible that, you know, she'll treat a guy like Ryan Bowman who's not directly involved in their organization differently than someone who is uh, directly involved in their organization. But uh, would love to see a piece on, on from Ryan Bowman on that, defending Tessa Blanchard to see, uh, see what kind of reaction that would get and see if that would maybe change some minds. But um, – Certainly, it's uh, this one. This was all announced, uh, I think, yesterday. So uh, this is uh, starting to 
to really come out there and um, you know make make the the waves in the the wrestling community. So uh, very you know very exciting to to see the women of wrestling brand relaunch though. Uh, regardless. Yeah, about two years ago, we had uh, interviewed a whole bunch of wrestlers from Women of Wrestling, and one of the best interviews that we had was with Steffi Slays, and you can go on our YouTube page and you can listen to that interview. She killed it. She was awesome. Yes, she was, definitely. So, uh, but yeah, anything else on uh, the Women of Wrestling relaunch? No, I'm excited, dude. Like, their last product was really, really good. And we actually got to talk with David McLean too, and he was the guy who made Glow back in the '80s. Yeah. So he knows a lot about women's wrestling, and to see that he's got Jeannie Bus with him now, the owner of the Lakers. Uh, by God, I mean, money for eons to yeah. be pumped into company so i think it's going to be really big and now you got a big broadcasting partner like cbs yeah and the sky's the limit for wow yeah and then uh, of course you got aj lee as an executive producer so you you really you got the money you got the the the, the aj aj lee there you got the star power with tessa blanchard regardless of your opinion of her mm-hmm. uh and you got the the cbs affiliate going for you so uh, it seems like they're they're going in the right direction here. So I'll, I'll be curious to see, based off of that the, the foundation they're building here, how they can you know go on from here. I know she changed her name in NXT, and I can't remember what it is, but I sure hope that NXT released Santana Garrett, and the first match that they have to kick off the new show is a surprise from Santana Garrett. I mean, just kicking the crap out of Tessa Blanchard. That would be amazing. Yeah, you never know. Uh, you have to tune in to find out, I guess. I'm not sure when this is going to go on t- television or when it's going to start yet. We'll have to keep you guys updated on that. But uh, if you don't have anything else on Women of Wrestling relaunch, uh, we got uh, we got Rumor Mill now. Aha, let me pull it up here. Yeah, go ahead and pull it. We got a handful of things here on Rumor Mill this evening. All right. Oh, um, Dave noted that despite recent rumors that AEW EVPs have lost their power, I was hearing a lot about that the past few weeks, too, that Tony Khan like took over everything. And he said, and we talked about that maybe two weeks ago on the yeah. on the podcast. We did. But um, Dave says the roles of the higher ups of the company have remained the same dating back to 2019. So apparently they still have quite a bit of say. Well, I, I think, and I, I kind of read something about this. Apparently, I mean, I think they still do have a little bit of say, but obviously Tony Khan has the final say. But um, I, I think what had happened was back in late 2019, uh, there was just so many guys getting their input put in, and Tony was kind of like, all right, let, let's slow our roll here. Like, I'm, I'm at the end of the day, I'm the one that's going to make the final decision. So uh, I think it was a matter of there was just too many – too many perspectives, too many voices, and so I think Tony Khan had to kind of make the decisions. Like, look, I'll take your input, but at the end of the day, you know, we're going to do what I want to do because I'm I'm running the show here. So, uh, so apparently, it's been like that longer than we we thought. He probably laid his snake on the table, and he said, <laughs> "My money, my company." My decisions. Yeah, that's exa- <laughs> probably exactly. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine it going out just like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so go ahead. Uh, I think Tony's been doing an amazing job. And when he first came out, you know, teaming up with these guys, I thought they were just going to railroad him and they were just going to run him into the ground 
and it would be a failed company. But even though he doesn't look like it, apparently Tony's got a big old backbone, kind of Vince McMahon style, and uh, he gave these dudes some culture shock. Yeah, and I mean, he kind of, uh, you know, I think, it, you know, obviously at first they probably had their little honeymoon phase of the company, but now it's uh, it's for real. They're they're doing big things, and, you know, Tony's got to, you know, put his foot down when he's got to put his foot down, and uh, I'm sure he doesn't want to do that, but I- I'm sure the guys respect him a lot more for, for it uh, when he's got to put his foot down uh, for whatever reason. According to PW Insider, WWE considered splitting up the street profits in this year's draft. Montez Ford would have gone to Raw while Angelo Dawkins would have remained in SmackDown. Instead, they split up T-Bar and Mace. That's a, uh, well, splitting up the street profits would be a horrible idea. I mean, that they're a very entertaining tag team as far as I'm concerned. They might be the most entertaining tag team out there behind the, the New Day, but and they might even be on the same level as the New Day as far as I'm concerned. Breaking them up would have been stupid. Uh, breaking up the guys that initially made retribution, yeah, I'm fine with that because they, they screwed that up royally. Ringside News claims Braun Strowman's representation reached out and that they've had talks with WWE since his release and his future plans will be announced soon. Well, uh, you know, certainly I wouldn't rule out a a return to WWE. I feel like Braun is uh, very, you know, obviously WWE made him, um, so he's probably very uh, grateful to WWE and definitely, you know, he, if he comes back, he, he can definitely uh, make big waves here because I just don't think he would fit well in, with AEW. Uh, I feel like WWE is the place for, for him. I feel like that's where he's going to thrive the best. And uh, uh, I, w- I w- would not mind seeing him back in WWE because apparently um, I was reading that apparently uh, when he got released – uh, it put him in a bad place, uh, I guess, mentally. So uh, definitely would love to see Braun Strowman back in the WWE sooner than later. You think they pay him the same type of money when he comes back? Um, Probably so, yeah. I would, I would, I would think so, yeah, certainly, because they know what he's worth. So if I'm Braun, I'm saying, hey, look, if y'all pay me anything less, screw y'all. I'm out of here. Because like, that would be crazy. They drop you because of, quote, unquote, financial reasons and then they bring you back you're making the same amount of money well they dropped a, a ton of people due to financial reasons reasons so uh you know if anything at the very least they can pay braun uh what they were paying him beforehand and uh maybe even pay him a little bit more with all the other cuts they made so ringside news also says that while nxt and raw will be using more profanity on tv that won't be the case for smackdown do you think this is because AEW starting to use more profanity um possibly yeah um also obviously it's because uh you could probably get away with a little more profanity on usa versus fox um because fox is a, is a network obviously you can't really get away with much on there but you can get away with a little bit more on a, on a usa network so um I, it may have had a little bit to do but i think they obviously you know back, you know 21 years ago or whenever that the attitude era you know they uh they, the wwe made a killing off of edgier content and i think that's what they're trying to do with 
with NXT, maybe do a little bit of edgier content. Uh, obviously, if you saw the uh, the Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis uh, honeymoon uh, thing, uh, they, they're already starting to kind of do that a little bit. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, and if you're going to do it on one of the main shows, you got to do it on, on Raw because you're on USA Network and that's cable television, which, you know, is something we pay for. So you actually can cuss a little more on there because it's not free television. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I don't know if it's because of AEW, but certainly they need to add a little bit of a ed- edgierness, if that's a real word, to, to their product because it's uh, – I know they target kids, but certainly, you, you know, you got to throw a little, little, little cussing in there every now and again. <laughs> Uh, speaking of cussing in NXT, did you see Braun Breaker's latest promo? I I did not, no. Man, you got to go to WWE's uh, YouTube page and check it out. He sounds just like his Uncle Scott. Oh, just yeah. like him, bro. I don't think and I've heard him like, cut a promo yet. Somebody said the other day, I can't wait for Braun, Bro- uh, Braun Breaker to do his 33 and the third chance winning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that Steiner like, math on him, yep. It was really good. He was like, why don't you bitches find a pair of balls and come in here and fight? And it was like him and Tommaso Ciampa in the ring. Yep. And uh, on the outside, it was um, uh, Pete Dunne and somebody else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was really good. All right. Finally, ringside news notes that WWE has big plans for Austin Theory on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I'm trying to remember if Austin Theory was Austin Theory. I think he was on Raw before, maybe. I'm, I don't know. Austin Theory has gotten lost in the shuffle a couple of times, but um, yeah. Um, hey, look, and I, 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 you know, he's a young, up and coming guy, and uh, hopefully they, uh, you know, they, they don't drop the ball with him. It seems like he's got potential, so uh, hopefully they don't drop the ball on him like they've had, uh, like they've had numerous times. Yeah, but you're gonna call up Austin Theory before you call up L.A. freaking Knight. Well, they might want to build up L.A. Knight in NXT, and then you know really have him debut uh, on the main roster at some point, make a huge splash uh, on the on the on the main roster. L.A. Knight was ready when he came into the company. I mean, he had been heavyweight champion over at Impact Wrestling. Uh, he was in the run-in in NWA. This guy was ready. He's great on the mic. He's got a great body. He's getting old, so it's time to use him now. You can't just waste him away in NXT. And LA freaking night would cash you freaking checks. Yeah, and a lot like of people. This, yeah, a lot of people were, were thinking he might have got drafted because there were some NXT people that got drafted to the main roster, but LA Knight was not one of them. Which brings me to another thing that I have some heat with. I cannot believe, for the life of me, that Gable Stevenson is going straight to Raw. Well, he's an LA Olympic Knight gold medalist, bro. Yeah, but obviously he's not ready. Well, he may not be. I mean, even Kurt Angle was in developmental for like two years. Yeah, but back then, of course, I mean, they, they, this they, guy has well, never yeah, professional but, wrestled in his life. Yeah, and I don't know what they're going to be doing with him because I think he's still technically enrolled at the University of Minnesota. I think he's with WWE under like an NIL deal, so I don't even know if they're going to actually have him wrestle all that often or what they what they're going to even do with him. You know. 
I don't know. But when, when I saw that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of expected it, though. So we'll, yeah, we'll I see guess what they do with him. Much. You know, with AEW, they got to make the splash wherever they can these days. Yeah, you're right. And having an Olympic gold medalist is uh, is, an, is one way to do that. All right. Well, that's a show, Patrick. All right, man. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the smoothest of shows because uh, we got a we're doing it a different tonight than we've ever done it. But uh, you know, we'll work out the kinks and uh, you know, bring you another good episode next week. I think next week, next week we're gonna have to do it uh, probably on Tuesday because uh, I'm getting a tooth pulled next Wednesday. So um, we'll probably do it on Tuesday of next week. Okay, sounds good to me. So expect uh, another show next Tuesday, guys. Uh, that would be on uh, the 12th. Uh, yes, Tuesday, October the 12th. We'll bring you another episode of the Amp Wrestling Podcast. And as always, if you can't catch it live on a Tuesday, remember, it's always going to be posted Friday on your favorite pl- podcasting platform, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, Google, CastBox, and the list goes on. All those podcatchers, too. Yes, sir. All right. Find us on your favorite social media platform. Give us a like. Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Just search Amp Wrestling Podcast. All right, Patrick. Get us out of here, son. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with David Boston and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. This has been a Lake Area Media LLC production.